Welcome back, Nerd Nation, to our discussion of Quentin Tarantino's early works. Tonight's episode finds the boys discussing 1994's classic pulp fiction. Reservoir Dogs does serve as a really good, like, appetizer for what would become probably his still most famous movie. I have. It's got to be still. You think Pulp Fiction is his most famous movie? It has to be. Like, with the general movie audience? I think more people are aware of Quentin Tarantino's association with Pulp Fiction than any of his movies. I would say that's true. I would say Mm -hmm. if we're talking just strictly objective best film masterpiece... It would be for me between Pulp Fiction and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like absolutely permeating the pop culture, um, you know, it's it's a new hope. You know, it's yeah. it's basically that was like the first Star Wars movie in terms of its total pop culture saturation. Mm-hmm. And even people who aren't Tarantino fans know that movie and have heard quotes from that movie. So you're saying Reservoir Dogs is like his TH-37X or uh, or his American Graffiti yes. before he made Star Wars I'm, kind of wow. thing? Yes, I'm clearly yeah. saying that. Yeah. All right, okay. I got you. No, but you're right. I agree with you completely. I think Pulp Fiction was where we are now talking about this man as a filmmaker because of that movie. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. That's the one I think that, you know, where all the influence really took hold. That's where everybody wanted to start making Tarantino-esque films. Right. You know? Uh, think about like the people, the enduring actors who became a part. Like Ellie Roth is back, right? Mm-hmm. He plays a small role in that as the the restaurant right. robbing guy. Yep. And then you got Samuel Jackson, whose relationship with Tarantino is just like legendary now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uma Thurman, of course, really same thing. Those two guys. Right, like they permeate so much of his catalog as it is. And then you've got the resurrection of Travolta's career. You've got, uh, uh, you know, uh, Bruce Willis. Yep. Like all yeah. of these. Christopher Walken in oh. an amazing cameo. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Wait to talk about that. What are the, yeah. what are the greatest cameos in cinema? Are we going to deal with this chronologically then? Because we can start with it. Start in the beginning then with that uh, restaurant robbery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All you motherfuckers are going to move. If any of you move, I'll execute every last motherfucking one of you. She goes from the sweet voice, like, little, like, like, kissing over the table. (laughs) And that's her credit in the credits, Honey Bunny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no She's Honey Bunny. Yeah, that's awesome. I I never knew that. That's great. That's just one of those great moments in the film. And, you know, it's funny. I I should go back and look at it again to see, can you see the uh, hitman sitting there? in the background when they're doing that because I don't remember looking and seeing uh, um, Travolta Travolta and and Jackson Jackson, yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. but I wonder if they're there you just don't notice them because they're so far in the background right that's a good question it is a good question Uh, they do they have the reverse thing later in the movie where uh, um, Eli Roth's character um, calls for more coffee or something like that yeah Um, while uh, Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson are having a conversation but whether or not that's in the first scene, I, I don't remember ever noticing that. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot until I saw Pulp Fiction again for the cast how modern the storytelling keeps feeling because it's so fragmented. You get the like episodic right. nature of everything. The um, weaving of the stories together. Yeah. 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 That felt really cool, um, which I had totally forgotten. Just absolutely. Really, because all I remember is starting with Samuel L. Jackson and the trunk 
and talking oh, about the Royales with cheese and then rolling up to that dude's breakfast. Yep. Like, yeah, that, that's pretty much where my memory starts, which, you know, it happens over time because I probably saw this film. Oh, if it was 94, I would have been nine. So I definitely didn't see it in theaters. But I, you know, again, had HBO. So yeah. I probably saw it by 10 or something like wow. that. It was a high school thing for me. For yeah. when I, I had a bunch of film friends that were like really into this stuff, and they're like, "Who we gonna watch Pulp Fiction?" I'm like, yeah. "Let's do it!" Yeah. And then just being like, "Whoa!" Right. And that, I think, honestly, the best parts of it are Jackson and um, and uh, Travolta together. Mm-hmm. Like when they're doing their thing, like they just you can feel that chemistry oh, between those characters. Yeah. What are the characters' names again? Uh, Jules. Jules. Is Samuel Jackson. Yes. And, and um, Travolta is. I should know this because I, I don't know if you guys actually know this, but he's supposed to be Michael Madsen's character's brother. Really? Yeah. Vega? Yes. Vincent, Vincent Vega, Vega. That's yeah, Vincent, it. Yep. And then uh, if you watch Reservoir Dogs, it's I forget his first name, but he's also a Vega. I had no idea. They're supposed to be brothers. And there was talk for a long time. Uh, Quentin Tarantino was considering doing a Vega Brothers movie. Huh. Where, you know how he references being in Amsterdam? So the Vega brothers yeah. were going to have a club in Amsterdam, <laughs> I guess is the, what I've read. The premise of that movie would have been. Well, that does serve the, made. That serves the theory that Still all of fine. his movies exist in the same universe. Michael yes. Madsen, yep, Mr. Blonde, is Vic Vega. There you go. Interesting. Toothpick. Vic, well, he always Vega. dresses them in the same outfit, too. They always wear the pencils, tie, you know, black mm-hmm. suits. Yep. But, you know, it's... That moment between Jules and um, Vincent in the car, and they're talking about right. the metric system and the mm-hmm. cheeseburgers and the shakes and all this stuff. and Or not the shakes at that point, but the uh, just his travels and how yeah. different it is and everything. It just sets them up as characters. Right. And then you get that juxtaposition when he goes to this... They go into this apartment building and thinking, okay, they're going to get down to it. Oh, no. You're like, no, it's right. too early. Let's too early. Right, right, and right. they walk and they talk some more. And it's like, man, it's just like it just keeps building into this moment. And then you get that he goes in and you're thinking he's going to light these right. fuckers mm-hmm. up. But no. no, Jackson continues to just draw it out with that epic monologue he delivers, which is yep. just Mike, well, you got to you got to that point. They're talking about fo- uh, foot massages because that's yes. that's what um, uh, Tony Rocky Horror is alleged to have done to um, shoot. Uh, who's the boss's name? Uh, uh, Marcellus, Marcellus Wiley. Marcellus' Wallace's wife. Wallace's yeah. wife. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know they have. And it's another one of those things, like like the tipping of the waitresses, where as you're listening, you're like, "Well, there's actually some really good points being made." Yeah. You know, like you ever give a foot massage right, to a man? Yeah. He goes, "I'm a little tired right now. I could kind of go for one." He's like, "I'm starting to get a little pissed here." And then when he comes <laughs> back, he's like, "He goes, that's what makes foot massages so cool. It's like we act like they don't mean something, but we know they do." He goes, yeah. "She knows it." You know, uh, Marcellus Wallace knew it, and Tony Rocky Horror fucking should have known better, you know? Right. Like, mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, these are all good points. Mm-hmm. And then the transition, like you're talking about, is great because at up till that point, uh, Vincent Vega has sort of seemed like the quirkier one, and Samuel mm-hmm. Jackson's mm-hmm. just sort of listening to yeah. him talk. Yeah, he's like the straight man. And then yeah. they yeah. totally reverse roles. They yeah. go in, and Travolta goes silent. Yep. You know, he starts like, the fishing cabinets. around in the kitchen. Yep. And Samuel Jackson's all smiles and charm and oh, so I caught you guys in the middle of breakfast. Sorry about that. What you having? You know? Yeah. Oh, burgers for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I could watch that scene and have just like even when I'm not watching the movie, like if I'm up at night, I've had a few drinks and I'm going through my favorite movie scenes on YouTube. I have watched that scene so many times. Breakfast so of champions. <laughs> oh, and Vega opens up the, the suitcase too, and right. it's just the MacGuffin of the gold yeah. light, and it's just yeah. like, you have no idea what the fuck it is, but it's yeah. something meaningful. Yeah, it could be the, the Lost Ark in there. Well, yeah. We happy. And then, and then it all shifts again on a dime. Like, he's yeah. like, uh, you, flock of seagulls. Uh, and he starts <laughs> yeah. to ask him. 
starts to ask him a question, and the one dude in the corner starts to answer it. Yeah. And uh, Samuel Jackson turns around. I don't remember asking you a goddamn God thing. thing. <laughs> and everything changes from there. Yes. Like then, at that point, he's in straight up like hitman mode. Yes, it's yep. perp. And just the part where the guy starts stammering, he's like, yep. "Say what again, motherfucker? I dare you!" And it's like, oh my god, it's so yeah, good. What no country I ever heard of? They speak English and what? <laughs> He's like, and the intimidation factor of him oh, yeah. eating his burger oh, yeah. and drinking his drink, and yeah. the guy's like, just like he can't even meet him in the face. You can yeah. tell immediately these guys know they're they're done. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. oh, it's yeah. so good. What you got in there, Sprite? Yeah. <laughs> if I have a sip, yeah. And then you just get like, we cut to tear uh, to um to what's his name Travolta in the background, yeah. I think, for a little bit. Then you turn back and you just hear. Yeah. He yep. the whole fucking Sprite. He, he goes, that hit the spot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a great call. That we'll get that to Jackie Brown. Oh, yeah, that's a line yeah. that comes up again. Yeah. But I love that part where the guy comes out, guns blazing, and he right. shoots at him. You don't know if you guys notice this, but the bullet holes are already in the wall. Oh, no. So no. there's a little bit of a no, flub there. Know. Like, the bullet holes are behind him. I'm like, why are there fucking holes in the wall? And then he comes out, and he's like, bah, 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 and they're just standing there, which, of oh. course, is Jules's conversion yeah. to Christianity or whatever. Right. Yeah. But the holes were already in the wall. I'm like, right. oh, that's a yeah, fucking miss. I never noticed that before. Yeah. That's interesting. It just stood out. I, I, I couldn't not see it after I oh. noticed it. Like, why there's, are there holes there? There's so much cool shit that happens there. Uh, you know, there's the whole, like, you know, oh, you were finished. Well, allow me to retort. And then his <laughs> his retort is, What? does marcellus wallace look like and the dude says what again yes <laughs> and then uh and then the whole bible verse thing. yeah and that yeah. Is does he fucking, look like a bitch right <laughs> but and then later in the movie he he says the bible verse again and then mm. at this point he's changed so he's like i used to just think that was so such a cold-blooded thing yeah. to, to <laughs> a brother before you popped a cap in his ass and it's like as a as a watcher you're like oh yeah because that's what i thought in the first scene yeah. i don't fucking yeah. know what it means but it just sounded cool yeah like i am the lord thy god (laughs) (laughs) and jackson's delivery that's how he got the part like i don't know if you know the story but i read about it like he wanted it so bad that he went to tarantino's apartment and like said he begged him to let him do that that line and he fucking nailed it so hard that he couldn't say no at that point because he wanted someone else to play uh jules yeah he didn't want samuel jackson it was he was like the second choice and it was like that's it you got it you got it and I mean, the rest is history, obviously. That's, that's an interesting thing about Samuel L. Jackson is that he was actually like an actor in Hollywood in a small way for yeah. quite a long time. And he shows up in all these random places. Uh, if you guys know Goodfellas, like there's a part where they have to shoot the driver of the car mm-hmm. um, and they go to pick him up and they're like making coffee, like they're going to take him somewhere and then they end up shooting him. And that's Samuel L. Jackson. Right. Like he's mm. it's got this tiny little part in Goodfellas. Yeah, he was just like a like a B actor, yeah. like a just a bit parts, and then Tarantino just invented him yeah. as what well, we know he of him. He became one of the biggest movie stars, you know, he, the last He, he is years. the highest yeah. grossing movie star of all time. Wow. Oh shit. Well, Star Wars had a big part to do with it, but yeah. yeah. He has his films that he's been in have earned the most money out of any actor in any film shit. they've had. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah, that was another little small mm-hmm. role he had. Hey, hold on to your butts. Yeah. Yep. And that was probably his biggest thing to date until he was in Pulp Fiction. Right? Because that was after, wasn't it? So Pulp Fiction was 94. I'm pretty sure oh, Jurassic Park might have been the same year. Let's see. Because 94 was a big year for movies. It's yeah. a big year for movies. Yeah. And just for um, conversation's sake, you know, we talk about how um, Pulp Fiction permeates the culture. As soon as you get to Pulp, the only search result possible from google is fiction it's not orange juice 
No. Fuck. Fuck pulp orange juice. <laughs> Fuck pulpy orange juice. Fuck it in its pulpy ass. He's taking my lens over there. It's, it's, a, it's a great name, too, when you think about it. Also, oh, so Jurassic Park did predate. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a great name for the movie. Now when you hear Pulp Fiction, you think of the movie. But mm-hmm. what Pulp Fiction actually is, is just a generic term for like low-grade, like yeah. cheesy gangster yeah. schlock. Cheap crap you, you buy know, at the so, good grocery store. And, and yeah. that's, a, that's, that's yeah. why Tarantino has always been a master of taking schlock and elevating it to art. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that really started with, as we said, the, the anti-heist heist film with Reservoir Dogs, but just doubled and tripled down in, in Pulp Fiction. Right. Mm-hmm. Because none of those characters are redeeming in any way. There's no overarching plot, right? It just seems like a bunch of, like, schlock, again, I'll yeah. use that word. But somehow he's elevated it to this one of the all-time great movies. It really did feel like, um, you know, Detective Comics, Volume 6 of 1994. And, like, yeah, like, the the hard-boiled mood felt right. The the tone was right for everything. Even though, like, we're going to transition to Vincent Vega and Marcellus Wallace's wife, which is just out of fucking left field. Everything in that movie just rotates around Marcellus Wallace's sphere of influence. Like right. that's all it is. Like all those different stories, they all come back to him. Like the boxer, I can't think of Bruce Willis's character's name, but uh, uh, gold watch dude. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice. yeah. It's like not Biff. What is it? It's like something like that. It's like that Bruce though. Butch. 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 Yes. Uh, that's what it is. Him yeah. and his French girlfriend or whatever that, she is. The very yeah. next scene after the that's one we've been end. discussing then is in the bar. And you He's don't not. see Marcellus Wallace's face at that point. No. You see the back of You don't of know it's Vin Rames, really. Yeah. Talking to Bruce yeah. Willis. Yeah. And that this is one of the great needle drop moments of all time is Al Green's Let's Stay Together mm. play. Yes. And then you, and you know, over the top of that is Vin Rames' voice going, that's pride fucking with you. Fuck pride. Yeah. You yep. know, it's such, a, again, it's just such a cool scene. And then at the end of that scene, uh, Vincent Vega and Jules walk in mm-hmm. wearing those like clothes they got from Tarantino's yes. house. Yep. But you don't know that yet. Yeah. Why, like, why the fuck are they dressed like yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> is that how they, how they dress when they're not at work? Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's a big difference from pencil ties <laughs> to right. freaking sports shorts. Yeah. It was, um, yeah. that's one of those best like linchpin scenes in the whole thing where like you start to see like the different storylines yeah, diverging right. together, converging right. at that point. I love the the butch storyline i think the whole thing about the boxer yeah like he's paid to take a dive and it's gonna be like this big thing and he fucks him in in the end and he kills the guy in the ring like like, what the fuck and his whole like trying to get away and get away with it it's 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 a masterpiece it's awesome the whole thing where where he's in the cab uh with the cab driver uh, Mm -hmm. esmeralda i think is her name yeah Yeah. but like that that whole scene if if you just sit back and look at it it looks like like a 1940s like humphrey bogart scene you know where it's in the back it's they're clearly not in a real car right it's clearly a hollywood set yeah and that's by design there's the flashing lights while they have the whole conversation and everything you know how how does he feel to kill a man with your bare hands he's like i don't feel the least bit bad about it you know it's another cool dialogue scene yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's awesome there's that whole side note and him his he gets away right doesn't he get away at the end he does uh, get away yes yeah. because of uh all the shit with um fuck uh the gimp and all that shit. yes yeah yeah because marcellus yeah, I, wallace basically says yeah we're square uh, yeah so i forgot after if he, he saves actually comes him. back yeah. again because that whole scene was so fucked up yeah he yeah, stole the bike he stole the motorcycle is, and he rode away yeah, with the girl yeah the weirdest part of the movie oh, Alice. yeah ving yeah. rings yeah. getting fucked in the yeah does he yeah. look like a bitch well yeah. at one right. point in the story right. he does yeah. oh dude yeah. Yeah, there you go yeah interesting why are you trying to fuck him yeah well 
I mean, I, I don't know. Are, are we there yet? Can we talk no. about that part? Of we got okay. yeah. to go. But we have not talked about milkshakes, cocaine oh, bumps. Yes. We yes. have not talked about heroin. Home with Thurman's yeah. part. I've sorry. Been to, I've been yeah. to Amsterdam. Right. Okay. <laughs> this better not be some weak shit, which is not what he says, yeah. but that's what he means. Oh, yeah. Oh, we skipped all that. So I, Vincent Vega's, um, his date with Uma Thurman's girl. Yeah. Officially, Vincent Mrs. Vega Wallace. and Marcellus Wallace's wife. She yeah. does not get a name in the credit or yeah. in the... Um, title cards as they switch stories but she's such an iconic part of the movie like oh, you yeah. said the dance scene yeah like which that's... i totally thought in my mind was like 10 minutes long or something like that that they actually dance it's a solid minute yeah right. and it's it. all to win a stupid trophy mm-hmm. yeah you guys remember that uh that show that used to be on tv inside the actor studio did you ever watch yeah, that? yeah. with james lipton there's yeah. a great one where uh he's interviewing john travolta and then at the end they would let the students ask questions so this girl is like i love all your movies and i memorized the dance from pulp fiction and my question is Will you do that dance with me? And it's and Travolta does. They get nice. up and they reenact that uh, dance scene. Oh, that's Paul epic! It's a really cool moment. Well, he, I think he, Travolta, the person knows that that movie saved him. Oh, like without oh, yeah. that movie, he would have been like obscure forever. Well, well he had he done recently. Beside, was it Saturday Night Fever? Well, it was like that, and like the he did those uh, like look who's talking movies. Oh, yeah, Jesus. nobody wants to be. He involved did a movie those. in the early '80s. I think it was that everybody who's into movies loves worships. I've never seen seen it, and I I've keep meaning to. It's a Brian De Palma movie called right. uh, a Blowout. Yep. Um, but but his, his, I mean, he basically had stagnated. His career was was quite stagnant at that point, and and he became, I would say, even bigger than he had been before right. post Pulp mm-hmm. Fiction. Oh yeah, that was what Face Off was after that, oh, Jesus, and just, <laughs> I mean, he he yeah, you're right, he was everywhere. He was everywhere. Yeah. But um, that that whole scene, because you know, they set it up with the, you know, what are you gonna do with her? Mm-hmm. What are you going to, you know, you're gonna, yeah. I'm just going to take her out. We're going to have right. dinner and I'm going to take her home. Like right. that's pretty much well, it. And this is skipping ahead toward, till toward the end of the scene, but I love when Travolta's in the bathroom giving himself like a pep talk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you're going to go out. You're going to thank her for the drink and a yeah. nice night. And that's, that's all you're going to do. And then it cuts back to her and then it cuts back to him. And he's, he's like, again, he's like furrowed brow, like hand on chin. And then he points his finger at himself and he's like, what we have here is a moral test of oneself. Yes. Like, moral like, test of ones, but what do you say? Like one's loyalty. Loyalty, yeah. Loyalty, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. everything was trending on that to them fucking. Like, right. You think, oh, yeah, she's definitely right. seducing him. Like, yeah. that's that's what's happening here. But, I mean, if a foot massage is going to get you thro- defenestrated, yeah. what the hell is... <laughs> I've been oh, wait a minute. forever to use that word in a real conversation. Nicely done, sir. Thank you. Nicely so done. So, you know, what would, you know, schlupping the boss's wife do? Uh, yeah. And I think in the bathroom, if I'm not mistaken, he starts with like, are oh, you going to have a drink? And then you're going to say, thank you for the drink. And then right. you go and then you cut back and he's like, all right, you're going to say, sorry, I can't stay for the drink or something yeah. like that. And I have to, he keeps trying to like right. talk himself into leaving I mean, right away. Should do. And it, I think the first one is like, you're going to have a drink. You're going to go home. You're going to jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. That's all you're yep. going to do. That's yeah. what you're going to do. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's fishing through his dope that he got from right. uh, yeah. Chris. What's his name there? Uh, the, the dope guy. Right, uh, right, right. I can't think of that actor's name. He's another a, he's bathroom dope dealer. So I don't know. I didn't hear this from Tarantino. I, I just. This is maybe an apocryphal story. I don't know how true it is, but um, what I've what I had heard a long time ago was you have Marcellus Wallace, and he's clearly always presented in this like satanic imagery, right? Like in his bar in the dark, you don't even see his face, right? And and the the red light, the red glow, Um, and then you cut to the next scene, which is Travolta uh, going to the drug dealer's house. And that guy has very clear, like, Jesus overtones. Like, he's wearing oh, yeah. his robe. He's, yeah. he's got the beard and the, the long hair. hair. Yeah. That's a good point. Know. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, that's, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah, but, uh, again, I don't know how true it is, but yeah. it's, it, stylistically, it holds up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It's a fun scene where he, you know, again, everything builds on it. He scores this dope, and it yeah. becomes one of those like I'm um, a guffin pretty much, but like you know, the Chekhov's gun, like something's gonna happen with right. this at some point. Right. Yeah, and it just that part where they have to go get the adrenaline shot there, and like, and they're like oh him and hawing over. Where's the manual? What manual? Yeah. You're never gonna find it in there. You gotta claim that shit. Yes. Yeah. And this guy's like living with these two broads who are like, what the right. fuck are you doing here with us? And he like dries out his front yard and <laughs> right. knocks over the, the, the statue or whatever, right, right, and right. just like it's unhinged and crazy, and just the, when they stab her, you're like, you. I felt yeah. it. I was like, oh, right. fuck. Yeah. You know? She sits up right away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Um, yeah, and, and and around circling around all of this is just the great like random dialogue throughout the whole thing. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. while he's waiting for him to bag up his drugs, you know, he's like, "Oh man, you know what some dickless piece of shit did the other day?" And he talks about getting his car. Oh yeah, yeah, keep my car. And and then they have this whole conversation about like you know like oh that's the one thing you don't do to a man you don't key his car straight to execution. It's another one of those conversations where like yes yeah fucking yeah, yeah that's yep. right. <laughs> Punch the, him in the face, don't key his car. The Tarantino conversation is like, it's a big part of it. Like when you're doing the auteur theory, that's one of the check marks. Right. right? That's yeah. the thing. Right. Yeah. That's like the Hitchcock zoom. It's like the same thing. It's like every movie, there's going to be that conversation that just seems to be right. inane and about nothing. Right. But somehow it's related. Well, in Pulp Fiction, it seems to happen every story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, so Diner. Just talking about the theory of robbing shit, which I guess is not really inane because they're about to rob the restaurant, no, but, but they don't know that at the start. Yeah, exactly. It seems disconnected and, and completely irrelevant yeah. to the moment. Prelude to Vincent Vega, that one's obvious. It's right. the food, right? right? Um, Vincent Vega and Marcellus Wallace's wife, it's the score and the dope. Right. But then it's also, what do they talk about in the car? I mean, she has a. They talk about her role in some pilot film at the restaurant. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have that conversation. They have that conversation. Too, yeah. Do they say anything in the car though? But so there's there's a cut scene um, where so when they get to the restaurant and uh, he's like, I don't, I don't want to go in here. Let's go get a steak. And she's like, Come on, an Elvis man will love this restaurant. Mm-hmm. That actually follows up a cut scene that didn't make the final film. Where they, I, I've, it's been years since I've watched this cutscene, but they have a conversation about how every man is either an Elvis man or they either say Beatles or Rolling Stones, I forget. Mm-hmm. And he lands on the side of being an Elvis man. So, like, that comment is connected to this cutscene. So, I mean, there's there's great dialogue that gets cut from the film because there's so much good stuff. Yeah, you gotta keep it crisp, you know? Yeah. To a point. Well, yeah, right. You could easily, in a film that's got seven stu- uh, stories, you could easily right, run yeah. way over on that. Uh, but the TV show, I love Uma Thurman's, like, overacting in that part. She's like, and if it, if, if our show would have got picked up, they would have worked in a gimmick where I would have told, you know, her, her dad One joke. Billion, yeah. 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 That was fun. Yeah. At um, I think then that goes to the the boxer, right? At that point, it's, then it goes to Butch. Yes. After they they revive her, right. save her mm-hmm. life, and he drops her off, and she tells the stupid ketchup joke. Yes. Yeah. And he's yes. like, I'm gonna go home and have a heart attack. Um. Yeah. Then they go to the boxing shit. Yeah. And that was uh, that transitions into the Marcellus Wallace Gimp fuck. Well, there's right? the there is the prelude to Gold Watch. Which is Christopher oh, yes. Walken. Oh yes, yes. Your what daddy and I. Movie monologues your daddy and I were in the in a POW camp. What I love is how it goes from being literally the first half of that is like Walken pouring on the dramatic mm-hmm. acting. Yes. Mm-hmm. like it's a serious story, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, he's his his unborn son who he he asked this stranger he'd never met to deliver to his unborn son who he'd never seen. 
this watch, you know, and it's yeah. like this serious dramatic story. Yeah. Yeah. And then at a certain point, it just cuts into all the racial language. And yeah. I, I carried this uncomfortable piece of metal up my ass. Your dad died of dysentery. Yes. <laughs> because yep. It utterly falls apart. And, you know, my very first thought was, <laughs> dude died of dysentery. And your very next thing was to put it in your ass. <laughs> yes. How did you survive dysentery oh. besides being Christopher Walken? And right. it's this gold watch. It was like for his daddy's daddies that he bought when right. he was overseas. And he passed it down. And it's like all this... Mm-hmm. Like oh man, like you said, it's just in the war, dripping. but his daddy's daddy died. Yeah. In the war. yeah, yeah. So anyway, your dad had this up his ass, and I had it up my ass, and I'm giving it to you. Seven years now, young little man, I give it to you. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. And then it cuts to him like waking up pre-fight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Goes out like there. You hear that, like Bruce Willis in the hallway. You can tell like he's not going to go along with it because you hear him in the hallway like like grizzly bear noises and shit. Yeah. So you know he's yeah. going out there to fucking murder his. Oh, opponent. he kills the yeah, dude because the guy's expecting him to just fall down and he just yeah. fucking lays him yeah. out. And then the whole watch almost derails everything because mm-hmm. at this point you're pulling for him. Like I want him to get out of here. Right. I want yeah. him to like whatever happened in his life that went wrong. I want him to figure it out. And so what if he's fucking over a gangster? Right. This guy's yeah. a piece whatever. of shit anyway. Yeah, exactly. will also be fine. But it's like, oh, you didn't bring the watch. I thought he was going to beat the shit out of her. Right. And I was worried. Yeah, because he throws yeah. the TV in yeah. the motel room. Yep. Yeah, I was like, oh, don't. But she's don't like, she's it. so like, like innocent about yeah. like, I didn't know. And he just goes and he gets the watch. And there's this like, again, the randomness of some of the Tarantino stuff, like fucking gimp in a, in a oh, basement, yeah. like yeah. cage that they let out with like, like so many questions right, surrounding yeah. that moment, but it doesn't matter because the whole point is that these guys are some kind of fucking like deviant pervert, mm-hmm. like super criminals basically. Yeah. And they have and a gimp. That shit is the most random part of the whole movie. It is. Sure. Before, yeah. before you can get there though, there's, you know, there's some real cool stuff with Bruce Willis. Like, I mean, first of all, that whole scene with her in the hotel room, prior to the discovery of the watch missing is actually a really nice scene. Like they seem to be legitimately in love. There's so much affection there. Can we do the spoons? Exactly. She's like, will you give me oral pleasure? (laughs) But she wants to get blueberry pancakes so bad. It's a real cute scene. Then he's got to go back and like, you know, there's a, it's another one of those great moments where Tarantino just knows what to do with the camera where he parks like two blocks over and gets out of the Mm -hmm. car and the camera follows him cutting through the buildings and shit. You know, creates all that tension, and then the best part is, is once he once he gets the watch, the tension just evaporates. He decides to have mm-hmm. some breakfast. He's yeah. making some pop tarts, right? oh, and he kills Vincent Vega, and then Travolta yeah. dies because he was taking a shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. left time, his Uzi on the counter. Every yep. time he goes to the bathroom, something bad happens. He gets killed <laughs> here. He went to the bathroom in the other one. Uma Thurman uh, overdosed. Yeah. So and oh, and in the diner, he goes to the bathroom, and that's when the place gets robbed. <laughs> you know, every time he goes to the bathroom, something bad happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but there's all of that. But yeah, then they stumble fighting into, uh, I don't even know what that place is. What is it, a fucking... It's a, it looks like a pawn shop. Yeah, like a pawn well, they shop. got into a car accident because yeah. Marcellus Wallace had seen him. Like, right, it was yeah. that homage to the Hitchcock scene from um, Psycho. When she's in the car and the boss is walking across the street and makes eye contact with her. Oh, and that look mm-hmm. on his, that he basically that. remade. You guys didn't know this? No. I never put that together. Yeah, so he's in the car and he's like thinking he's getting away with something, right. stealing the guy's money. And he comes walking across the street and looks at him. And instead of keep walking, he fucking gets in his car and right, they, right. you know, they get in an accident. And that whole chase that, that comes from that. Well, yeah. I, actually, now that you mentioned, I love that part where Marcellus Wallace, like they're all like, "Hey, we'll we'll tell the we'll tell the police officer, we'll make a statement." Like, yeah, they're guy, on his blah, side. Blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, Marcellus Wallace gets up and sees Bruce Willis, and he just unloads a yes. huge shotgun. Mm-hmm. And I think he hits a pedestrian. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right next to the car. Then yes. they just stumbling right into uh, into that place, and it just gets really fucking weird at that point. But 
there's a great moment where Bruce Willis is about to escape. And then he has this crisis of conscience. Yes. He's like, yeah, I should go back and help around. him. But before he does, he takes his sweet ass time. You can hear Marcellus Wallace being raped yep. in muffled mm-hmm. tones in the background. And he's like picking it's like uh like first he picks up a bat and kind of tests its weight and its There's balance. A hammer too. Then he sees yeah. the chainsaw a hammer, yeah, chainsaw at one point, and then his eyes go big when he sees that like katana or something yeah. or whatever That's that exactly is on what the wall. Is. And uh, then, then that, that moment in the basement too, when he goes down there, is great. When uh, like the guy's like wants to reach for his gun, and Bruce Willis is like, "Go ahead, go ahead, pick it up." Yeah, I want you to boy. pick it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he punches the gimp, knocks him out. Yeah. That's the best part. The wow. guy's trying to warn him too. He's got the zipper thing on, right. and he can't do yeah. anything about it. <laughs> 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 this is the best. Oh yeah. man! Then I think then it cuts to the scene where. Uh, Vincent and Jules have to yeah, clean back, the car up, right? Back in the yeah. apartment. Yeah. yeah. Picks yeah. up. And that we see the aftermath of them uh, shooting the, the guys that were in the living room. Right. And that's yeah. the part you're talking about where apparently the bullet holes were already there. Yes. Watch for that. The Bonnie situation yeah. is officially yeah. the name of that one. It must have done multiple cuts or something of it. But uh, that whole thing with they bring in the cleaning guy and he's like basically like yelling at him like, yeah, I, I do my job. Like, yeah. it, just the way he's like so matter of fact about it and right. just getting this done. It was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, and then yeah, Travolta blows his head off um, by mistake. Yeah. <laughs> so they got to go to Quentin Tarantino's house in the middle of the suburbs with a car with brain and skull. All over it. Um, and then uh, interspersed again, it's just all the great dialogue. Right. You know, like I, you know, you know, I know the coffee's good. I don't need to fucking hear how good my coffee is. I buy the coffee because my wife buys shit, and I don't want to drink shit. But right now, I'm not concerned about the coffee in my cup. You know, it's like this digression to talk yeah. about the quality of coffee. There's a few minutes later, a Har- Harvey Keitel shows up. He makes him a cup of coffee. And Harvey Keitel takes a sip, and then he turns and, like, pleasantly yeah, That's good coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all his callbacks to the right. stupid shit. Oh, man, it's great. But yeah. Keitel is fucking awesome as oh, the yeah. wolf. Yes, the best at the wolf, yeah. He is amazing. Uh, prior to that, though, Samuel Jackson on the phone with Marcellus Wallace. Yeah, I want you to appreciate the gravity of the situation, you know? Um, and he's like, there's nothing to worry about. I'm sending in the wolf. He'll be over directly. And Harvey Keitel speeds over and everything. And the guy's like a legend just for solving problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. So. Right. And again, it's your the audience is left piecing the timeline together. Because mm-hmm. obviously none of these things happen in order. So you got to like yeah. figure out how does it actually progress right. and get to the point where Vince is dead. Jules has an epiphany and like somehow walks out of this like or talks these people down from killing all these people right. in this restaurant and all this like it all went in a certain direction but I don't know right yeah. I'm I'm assuming the last thing that happened is Marcellus Wallace getting fucked in the ass <laughs> like that's probably the end of it right like probably yeah, yeah. Just slightly was... after that Bruce Willis and his French girlfriend. They do hop on the motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. So it's, like, it's a chopper. But that, yeah. I think chopper. that vignette is probably the end of the linear. Yeah, yeah. Dead, it's a bobber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's Alice? Just get on the chopper. Yeah. Just get on it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the one hard thing I find about talking about these movies is I want to go in so many places and I'm following the conversation. But then I'm thinking like chronologically, I'm scrolling through my notes. Like what else do I want to say? What else? You know, it, it warrants multiple watches in a, you know, in a week or so. So Absolutely. that you can see these things and kind of keep coming back to it. I'm sure there's probably someone who's done it where they've probably clipped the things together with the major character groupings and made them into longer vignettes of like, you know, Jules and Vince and uh, Butch and just kind of put them into their own like 
progressions and story arcs yeah. and it probably makes i guess linear it makes more sense but it's so much fun the way it exists i, oh, yeah. I wouldn't mm-hmm. i wouldn't i don't know why you would change it yeah. wikipedia does have just on um pulp fiction <coughs> if the seven sequences were ordered chronologically so prologue is one prelude to vincent vega vincent vega marcellus wallace's wife prelude to gold watch gold watch body situation epilogue in the back at the diner so seven they would run 4A, which is the flashback prelude to Gold Watch. Your daddy had this in his ass. Uh, <laughs> two. Thank you. Well done. Yeah, well, uh, that, so, that deserves a ding. Thank you. Yeah. Prelude to Vincent Vega and Marcel Wallace's wife. You remember your business partner, Marcellus Wallace? That scene. Uh, six, Bonnie's situation. One, the prologue at the diner. Seven, the epilogue at the diner. Three, Vincent Vega and Marcel Wallace's wife. Uh, 4B, the other half of the the present time in Gold Watch, and then 5. Damn. So, like, it's almost like they shot it in whatever order they wanted and then, you know, cut up the storyboards and said, okay, let's throw them up in the air and see where it lands. That's that's what it is. It's Pulp Fiction, right? It's a bunch of stories, and they're loosely connected, and he just said, "Ah, put it together. So, chronologically, the very last thing that would have to happen if the movie ended at the absolute latest point would be Bruce Willis riding off on the motorcycle. That's what it seems Sets like. Because it ends five, yeah. yeah. I mean, they say sequences one and seven overlap, so like... No, because those are sandwiched almost in the middle. The diner stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it would be Bruce Willis getting away. Hmm. Making the spoons. <laughs> I wonder what happened to Jules's character, too. Like, he warrants his own spinoff. That'd be cool. Yeah, well... He becomes a preacher or something like that. Of that would be... Uh, him walking the earth like uh, what's his name David Carradine from Kung Fu yes. that's what he says oh, yes. I'll just walk the earth <laughs> two things I used to love Kung Fu oh, actually, same guilty pleasure every Saturday stupidest shit ever and David Doesn't Carradine uh, will make a you know a very strong appearance uh, in our next podcast indeed he is Bill yeah so I think at this point it sounds to me like we're ready to we're go ready on to Jackie, Jackie Brown. well let's let's touch on the final diner scene real quick sure. okay. yeah, yeah we haven't talked about that because there's the whole uh, you know the, the part where um, you know they rob the place and then right. they encounter Jules while uh, Travolta's taking a shit um, <laughs> you know there's a lot of great lines in there I mean that's that's Samuel L. Jackson's scene again to right. bookend the film like yeah. he uh, dominates the opening scene and he dominates this one I think my favorite line in the whole part and there's a bunch of good ones but my favorite line is he's like I want you to go into that bag and I want you to pull out my wallet. Eli Roth says, I don't know which one is yours. And he goes, it's the one that says bad motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, like so <laughs> matter of fact. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but he's like, we're all going to be like Fonzie. And what is Fonzie? Cool. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> It's so then, bombastic. When he starts, no, like, di- there's this great moment too where he's dissecting his own Bible verse that he says, you know, the part where he's like, I just thought that was some cold blooded shit. But then he starts trying to understand what it means. And he's like, oh, maybe I'm the shepherd and you're the weak. And he says he goes through a bunch of versions of that. But he finally add, like he ends up with like the truth is you're the weak and I am the tyranny of evil men. It's such a cool one. <laughs> yeah. That's right, man. It's good shit. Yeah. All yep. the way. And that Samuel Jackson comes back in a tour de force again in the next one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There's the transition. There's your, there's your transition. <laughs> Can I propose a brief um, timeout for some frosty beverages? I was going to suggest Excellent as much. Suggestion. Yeah. All right. Thank you for hanging out and listening to us talk about Pulp Fiction and all things basically Samuel L. Jackson. We are going to, well, stay with the man, the myth, the motherfucking legend, and go over to Jackie Brown next. So if uh, you like this, 
yo, watch ahead, watch Jackie Brown. And then if, again, you're into extra credit, once again, go fuck yourself, you overachiever. <laughs> Secondly, watch Kill Bill Volume 1 and Volume 2. All right. We will see you next time when we talk about Jackie Brown, though. Jackie Brown. I can do that. We will not be getting in that dirty-ass trunk. <laughs> <laughs> see you then. 